Let's travel back in time to a struggling single mother who was barely making ends meet. She found solace in her quiet moments by writing. Within her heart, there was a dream to finish her novel and see it published. Her time was scarce, confined by the demands of motherhood and the necessity to provide. Yet, every spare moment she could muster, she spent on writing. Often, her words flowed onto the paper while her young daughter was sleeping. She was working on something exceptional, a story of wonder, magic, and the timeless battle of good against evil. Despite the daunting task ahead, a complex tale that would extend over multiple books, she remained disciplined and determined. Her goal was clear, specific, achievable, and undeniably relevant. Then came the rejections. Publisher after publisher sent back letters of refusal, yet she didn't let this discourage her. Her focus remained steadfast. Finish the novel, get it published. She believed in her work, believed in the magic of her story. Her perseverance finally paid off. A publisher, Bloomsbury Publishing, agreed to take a chance on her novel. And just like that, her story of a young wizard with a lightning bolt scar was released to the world. This woman, who you may have already guessed, was none other than J.K. Rowling. The creator of the global sensation that was the Harry Potter series, her tale serves as a testament to the power of setting goals and maximizing productivity, even against overwhelming odds. She created one of the most successful book series in the history, all born from the moments stolen in a day, powered by determination and a clear goal. Welcome to Live, Love, Learn, a podcast where we delve into living life to the fullest, nurturing self-love and loving others, and embracing lifelong learning. I'm on a quest to discover happiness and contentment in a world increasingly fixated on negativity. I embark on this journey not only for myself, but with a deeper purpose, to leave a roadmap to happiness for my sons and to invite anyone else who wishes to join as I strive to live my life to its full potential. This is Live, Love, Learn, the podcast. So far in this journey, I've explored a somewhat random set of topics, but it actually turned out to be kind of perfect for me. I've stumbled across a nice solid base for this journey. If I can continue to improve that base by adding elements that will help either solidify, build upon, or connect to it, I think I can continue to develop a roadmap that can help anyone improve their ability to live life to its fullest. So let's begin the second phase of this journey by looking into maximizing productivity with our first part in a two, maybe three part series on productivity. But first, even in phase two of this journey, we're going to begin with the happiness highlights. I'm perhaps more proud of myself over the past week or two than I've ever been, at least in recent memory. I think I turned the corner on habits and I'm continuing them even if I miss a day or two. Something akin to kryptonite for me before this journey, I promise you. If anyone deals with mental health, habits can be tough and the negative feeling of missing a day or two can spiral and you can go into more negative ways and just not really feel like you're ever going to be able to get started again. Before, I would think, here we go again, and start guilting myself, which only made it worse. But now, I honestly have this belief that I'll keep going because I'm learning the tools that help me be successful. We are all very different, but humans can probably all relate to this on some level. So when I told Hunter I wanted to get a Blackstone griddle, I knew that I would use it a lot and not simply buy it and let it sit there unused as I so often have done with things in my past. And boy, have I used it these past two weeks. I've made traditional breakfasts with pancakes, eggs, and bacon. I've made biscuits and gravy, cinnamon roll breakfast sandwiches, yum, smash burgers, 
which my oldest son Riley loves and asks for a couple times a week. Chicken quesadillas, Mexican pizzas, grilled cheese sandwiches, chicken and grilled pineapple sliders, steaks, and a few other things. And I can honestly say that they were all delicious. First time I cooked the bacon, a little too much. But other than that, everything's been really good. And dishes and cleaning on the griddle, yep, pretty much 100% of the dishes the past two weeks. And I have actually enjoyed cleaning the griddle. I guess you can do something almost 30 years later and still be passionate about it and enjoy it as I started doing cooking when I was a freshman in college and ambassador. And I just sort of had a connection with it that I enjoyed and I'm happy to be exploring that again. I hope you found some things you're passionate about recently and I hope it's turning into a habit for you and you're dedicating more time towards it. Who knows, this may spin off into a foodie podcast. I doubt it, but hey, I'm going to try to share some of my favorite meals at least. So I hope you can take a moment now to reflect on the positive things that made you happy this past week. And now let's all get started with phase two of Live, Love, Learn, the podcast. The story of J.K. Rowling really spoke to me, not because I plan on writing a seven book masterpiece or because I'm impressed with her as a person or her choices, but because I continue this journey and I continue to see ways that I need to improve on productivity. I keep adding habits and I keep wanting to be more productive with some of those habits. And I'm realizing that I'm going to need a productivity plan. I'm already feeling it on busy work days where it doesn't seem like there's enough time left in the day to practice all of my habits. I'm sure there's plenty of time. I just have to use it more efficiently. And that's where productivity comes in. I've watched YouTubers like Ali Abdal, who was a medical student and was still putting out quality YouTube videos and giving lots of great advice for productivity and just killing it, honestly, in the productivity game. So what is it that separates us mere mortals from some of these productivity titans? Well, certainly the first part has to be knowledge. They well know what it takes to be productive and use any time that they can towards accomplishing those tasks that they need to do. I don't think my dream life is that I'm never going to have a moment to sit back and veg and relax, but I'd like those times to be more structured and intentional as well. And theoretically, if I can improve my productivity, then there should be more opportunity to truly relax and enjoy downtime and spending time with the family as well. So for this part of the journey, I'm going to try to focus on three areas each week in these episodes. And they're a little bit silly, so hang with me while I explain. First is going to be called cheating off the smart kid in class, which is using others' hard work and research to get good information. And while cheating is definitely not something I did much or that I encourage, I'm sure when I was young I did it some, as I'm sure probably everyone has, except maybe my mom. I don't know. I don't think so, but who knows. But I used to sit next to the smart kids at lunch and listen to them talk about the book they read or the upcoming test, and amazingly enough, I made it through a lot of tough classes that way. I remember one time very specifically in St. Pete High School in the IB program, And you know what? Let's save that one for another day, but it's a good story and I will share it. But even if that was considered cheating, listening to people talk about things, it certainly isn't now to use others work and help you succeed. It just seems smart. The next segment is borrowing a pencil from the teacher. In other words, using tools from people who came prepared. If you're someone who had ADHD, it's very likely when you were a kid that you borrowed pencil and paper or just about anything else from anyone, including teachers, when needed. 
And now using other people's tools, hey, it's okay. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to use other people's tools and to help us achieve what we want. And it's not something that we have to be ashamed about or embarrassed about. We're just being smart and using tools that are going to help. And finally, this is probably the one that I'm most excited about, being the class clown. And basically what that means is just trying to have fun and a unique perspective on how to use that knowledge and tools in our lives. If you know me, you know I would do probably just about anything in class to try to look at things differently and try to make it funny, at least to me. Most teachers got my sense of humor, but of course, others had issues. But trying to bring a fun way to solve a problem or making fun of an absurdity of life feels just about right for this journey. And I'm not really sure that there could be three better segments that I can relate to as my life as a student than these three. So it seemed perfect for me. So for phase two, we'll take a look at some subjects through those lenses and attempt to connect to parts of phase one when I can. I guess we can just call phase one the foundation. So now let's work on building some walls, some rooms, whatever else we may need. So phase two can be building your ideal life. I really have to stop making these things up as I write, or maybe that's just the beauty of me in this journey. Who knows, but I'm having a good time. So let's begin by cheating off the smart kids. The internet makes it easier than ever to identify the smart kids and see what they know. And since we can't get in trouble for academic integrity, let's take a peek over the shoulders of some of the smart people and look at what productivity really means and ways that they use it, especially when it comes to pursuing our passions. Productivity isn't about churning out work like a machine. Nope, it's about cleverly investing your time and energy into what truly lights your spark. It's about letting your passions guide your actions and finding that sweet spot where doing what you love fuels your energy rather than draining it. Smart kids in the world of passion-driven productivity know it's not just about doing more, it's about doing more of what matters and doing it more efficiently. So take a moment and think about the passions you've discovered during the foundation stage if you're on the journey with me, and if not, whatever you know about your passions, it's good to remind ourselves frequently about these passions so we can continue to focus on them. And if we can borrow the right tool, maybe we can improve our productivity. So that works out perfectly, right? Time to borrow a pencil from the teacher. So what tool can we borrow to be more productive? Well, one of the easiest and most effective tools to kickstart your productivity is called the Pomodoro Technique. The Pomodoro Technique is a time management method that was developed by Francesco Cirillo. I can't help it. Every time I hear Francesco, I have to say it that way. It's a Cars 2 thing, and I heard it so many times from Riley and EJ that it just automatically happens. Anyway, he did that in the late 1980s. The word Pomodoro means tomato in Italian, and the method is named after the tomato-shaped timer Cirillo used when he was a university student. And here's how it works. First, choose a task. You start by selecting a task that you want to work on, which can be anything from studying a chapter of a book to writing a report or something that you're passionate about. Second, you set a timer. You set it for 25 minutes, and that segment of time is known as one Pomodoro. Number three, work on that task. You work on your chosen task until the timer goes off. If a distraction pops up into your head during this time, write it down on a piece of paper and get back to the task at hand immediately. Step four, take a short break. Once the timer goes off, mark off one Pomodoro with a check mark and give a five minute break. 
This is the time to get up, stretch, grab a drink, or do anything else that gives your mind a rest. And number five, repeat. After your short break, start the process over again. And then finally, you take a long break. Once you've completed four Pomodoros, take a longer break of 15 to 30 minutes. This helps to prevent mental fatigue and keeps your mind fresh for the next round of focus work. The primary goal of a Pomodoro technique is to reduce the impact of internal and external interruptions on your focus and flow. It does so by helping to improve your concentration and increase productivity, allowing you to accomplish what you set out to do in less time. It's as simple as setting a timer and working in focus sprints with short breaks in between, giving your brain a little bit of a recess in between focused efforts. And finally, let's put our class clown hat on and try to put a fun perspective on this and help us mentally change how we think about productivity and try to make it more fun. When my wife got me into Harry Potter when we were dating and after using JK Rowling for the opening, I felt it was fitting here to say, let's try this fun perspective. Productivity, let's think of it as a magical sorting hat like in Harry Potter. But instead of sorting you into Gryffindor or Hufflepuff, I mean, clearly it's Gryffindor, right? I mean, come on, what are we talking about here? This hat sorts your tasks based on your energy, your passion, and your ability to complete them. I picture it metaphorically, or why not literally for even more fun, put a hat on and pretend the hat is helping you decide. As all true Harry Potter fans know, it's you, not the sorting hat, that decides where you go. So have fun with it, and use it to think about things you really have the energy to be productive with. And who knows, you might find that the sorting help guides you to your true passion, or maybe it just helps you find things that you know you need to do and that you have the energy to do at the time. And remember, the best class clowns always taught us how to find happiness and laughter in just about every situation. So if productivity is getting too serious for you, take a step back, have a little bit of fun. Pretend to put on a sorting hat or put on a real one and just have a little bit of fun with it. Maybe even do the voice if you want to try it. I mean, I like doing that. I'm not going to do it on the podcast right now. I haven't heard his voice in a while and I think I need a little refresher. Maybe I'll save that for later too. I feel like I'm putting a lot of things off for another time. Well, we'll see. I promise you, I'll give you a sorting hat impression at some point. All right, it's time for the actionable items for this week. It goes without saying that I'm going to try to continue all of the positive habits in my life. I'm doing Tai Chi, which I've done a few times this week as well. But I really want to have fun with that sorting hat concept. And I might actually work on my impression a little bit so that I have something a little better for when I want to offer it to you. But also just to have a little bit more fun with the family. And maybe we can do some like family sorting hats when it's time for us to accomplish some things around the house and like have some fun with it and see what type of tasks that we can do as a family and just have fun around the sorting hat. And I'm pretty sure Hunter will be on board for that as she's a huge Harry Potter fan. So I think it's going to work out. We'll try it. I'll report back and tell you how it goes. And my other goal will be to try the Pomodoro technique for things that I really want to focus on. And for me, it's probably a lot to do with some of the social media and things that I've been wanting to get going with this podcast journey and trying to further some of those efforts. If it's something that you'd like to try, I encourage it. But more than anything else, just try to be in the moment and enjoy as many moments of the day as you can. I'll do a recap on some of the habits I'm working on and get more into Tai Chi and other things next time. But since this is already getting a little bit long, I think it's a good time to end the podcast of the day. So we'll see you next time we look at part two of productivity. Sending love and positive vibes your way. 
And I hope we can all focus more on living, loving, learning, and maybe a little bit of sorting this week. See you next week. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to reach out to the show with any topics that you'd like me to explore, um, please email me at livelovelearnthepodcast at gmail.com. Especially if you'd like to share any fun ways that you or your family tackle productivity. I would love to hear that. Um, Anytime you can share those types of things, I think it's super helpful. Uh, Just because you think other people know about it or do it may not be the case. So go ahead and drop me a line and let me know. And I'd be happy to share it with anyone who's listening. Okay, my book club people, if you are here, I started reading Where the Crawdads Sing, and although my goal was to get to chapter 13, I did make it to 7, and I'm really into this book. I was hooked by the middle of chapter 3. If you're reading along, are you hooked? Are you into it? And if so, when was it clear? For me, it was definitely chapter 3. I've been putting some thoughts down for each chapter in Fable, so if you want to add yours, feel free, jump in, join in on Live, Love, Learn, the book club in the Fable app. I'm really enjoying the book, um, although Kaya is a sad figure and her life is not something I wish on any human, let alone an innocent child. The book jumps from past to future a bit, and the first future jump is in chapter three, and we learn of a dead body and a probable foul play. I think they're setting us up for believing that Kai is the murderer here, but I think it's a setup already, even though no one has been set up. So maybe I'm just a little paranoid. My guess is she's involved with the guy and his current girlfriend finds out and tries to set her up. Now that could be a wildly wrong guess, but I think that's how this book clubs are supposed to go, right? I don't know, who knows? I've never been in a book club, at least not that I can remember. And I'm in this one all by myself so far. So, hey, I'm doing it my way. Anyway, I'm in and I'm enjoying the book and whatever book you're reading, I hope you're taking the time to enjoy it. If that's your thing. And I hope you have a great upcoming week. We'll see you next time. And I'll try to get to the next section or through the next section of the book. Have a good one.